All right, hi everybody. It's Claude. Um, just felt with everything that's been going on online here in my little community that I should probably put a little something together to talk about free speech because obviously not a lot of people fully understand that or have really taken the time to think about that okay now I know some of you are gonna say oh you know we live in Canada we have free speech there's nothing to worry about and all that but lots of things have been um, happening lately as far as um, preventing free speech uh, there's uh, social media platforms that wasn't weren't there uh, 20 years ago and that's um, putting back in question how we operate about um, the principles of free speech within that context and what it means okay so I'm just gonna go through a few things now my approach is purely a moral approach I'm not a lawyer I don't I can't tell you what is legal, what is illegal. Um, obviously, uh, these social media platforms are private businesses. They uh, first came on the scene um, portraying themselves as being neutral and basically a, a, a platform for speech, a bit like um, your telephone service would be. You know, you don't get your telephone service being cut off because uh, somebody at TELUS or Bell doesn't like what you're saying on their telephone, right? So um, that's kind of what was the premise uh, with these uh, platforms, at least originally YouTube, Facebook, um, and, and the rest of them. Uh, now it seems like that's been turned around. And I know there's some legal debates about that, but notwithstanding the legal debates I'm just going to talk about free speech and uh, the morality of free speech okay now we know that in dictator uh, dicta dictatorships um, free speech is one of the first thing that is squelled because what uh, dictatorships like to do is like they like to propagandize and indoctrinate their populations to make them easier to control okay so uh, if people are feel like they can speak freely uh, then it makes it very hard for people to control them because there's always somebody kind of questioning why we're doing this why we're doing that um, you know and and where the information might be coming from and if policy and science is actually lining up okay so let's start <clears throat> okay so free speech why should we have free speech okay two main reasons we all need it okay in order to be able to think you have to be able to speak and express yourself that's how thoughts are made this isn't from me I took that from uh, Jordan Peterson uh, video that I thought was brilliant okay if you're not able to, to, to think and to speak freely then you're not able to come to any kind of truth and be able to take direction in your life. So we, we all need to be free to think and speak to some extent, right? Uh, also, I would extend that and say we all benefit from others also having free speech because if you prevent other people's thoughts and words and speech, then you're interfering with the benefits that may come from that and that might be um, spread through society. Uh, also, if we don't like what somebody's saying and we prevent them from saying it, uh, 
Well, think of a um, a young child who can't express himself and who's going through some kind of stressful event. Well, if they can't use their words, they're going to lash out. So when you start to suppress people and keep them from expressing and discussing things that are important to them uh, about stuff that that they might be stressed about and that they need to sort out, you pretty much force them to lash out or you force the whole thing to go underground and then you don't know what's going on. It's not it's not out in the open. So we all benefit from everyone uh, being able to have a platform and a stage to be able to express themselves. Now, are there exceptions to free speech? Yes, there are. Okay. Now, these exceptions might not be what you would like them to be or what you would think that they are. Okay. I had uh, one comment on social media is, well, free, and the comment said that free speech is fine and dandy. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, but this is healthcare we're talking about and it's fine so long, uh, but not when people are being dangerous. Now, I'm not quite sure what the person meant by people are being dangerous. I can interpret that one of two ways. Um, either these people scare me, okay, not so much that they're, it's not clear that they're being dangerous by speaking with each other, um, but but I think the person was scared about either what they were saying or what it may cause other people to do or to agree to uh, if they should hear them say it, okay? so. The first part, if somebody's saying stuff that scares you, you don't have to shut them down. You can move away. Uh, you know, it, it, people aren't, aren't screaming it in your face. They're especially uh, here with social media. We're talking about a, a closed group. You don't have to be a member of that group if the things that are being discussed scare you. By all means, nobody needs to be scared. And if it's an individual like myself, I know a lot of people sometimes don't like what I say and I've been blocked by people. That's totally fine. I, I don't want to be, you know, talking uh, to somebody who doesn't want to hear me. That's perfect, perfectly fine with me. And you're certainly entitled to do that. Now, if people are going to take action to try to shut me down so other people that may be interested about what I have to say can't hear me, that's a problem. Okay, but that is not an exception to free speech that is valid, that, that's morally valid. Okay, now the second thing is if those people are being dangerous means I'm afraid of what might result from their discussion, okay, um, that's not valid either, okay. People are allowed to discuss and this goes uh, with the assumption that you hold the truth and that they don't okay now the whole point of debate is for both parties to come out winning by exposing what they have to say and what they're thinking and countering each other in such a way that you can both get closer to the truth that's the whole point of debating there's nothing wrong with debating the term argument takes some backlash sometimes because it's for some reason in today's society argument is, is is seen as something that's bad okay uh some of the best arguments i've had were with people that i love and that i cherish and those are the people it's important to debate with um because you both 
want to get closer to the truth. And sometimes you might not get there, but if you don't expose your thoughts and your ideas and allow somebody to, to counter them with their thoughts and their ideas, then you can't move forward. And so blocking free speech is a real hindrance to discovering truth. Okay. And I've, I've had many opinions and I've modified my opinions from debates I've had and discussions and discovering that other people might not think the way I do. Now, I've had a lot of discussions and I'm not one to necessarily back away just because I'm uh, intimidated at the prospect that I might be ostracized or blocked or somebody might not like me. Um, luckily, I, I don't have that problem that some people have that they need to be agreeable with everybody. I'm, I'm notoriously disagreeable in that sense. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. In fact, uh, you know, I have a lot of empathy and compassion for people. I really do care about people. And I, I think it's important that people find the truth and, and sort out their lives and, and deal with, you know, some of the dreadful events that happen in everyday life. So um, it's important that if somebody is being disagreeable, as in they're disagreeing with your point of view, it's not because they hate you. Okay. Uh, and yes, debates sometimes get heated and, and sometimes, you know, you say things that you might regret and that's fine to go back and say, listen, uh, might've gone too far there. I apologize. I'd want to retract that. Let's move on. Okay. Now let's look at some of the exceptions that are valid exceptions of free speech. Okay. The first one has to do with fraud. Okay. And it's one of the really good examples that I've seen used while discussing free speech as far as fraud is uh, concerned. If you're say in a big movie theater <clears throat> and all of a sudden to, I don't know, to joke around or to cause a ruckus, you decide to stand up and start yelling fire, fire. Okay. And, and you cause a commotion. Well, that's not valid free speech. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm not saying that, you know, if you saw that there was actually a fire and you want to warn people, warn people, obviously that's not a problem. That's totally valid. But if you're doing this, knowing quite well that there is no fire and you decide to make a fraudulent claim or just lie, then that's not part of what's acceptable in free speech, at least not morally. Okay. Um, I'll include in that mimicking, for example, and what I mean by that is, you know, uh, you want to pass a certain point or of you online and, uh, you, you don't have a good source for it. So you decide to, I don't know, go to the, uh, CBC website or, or BBC or whatever, whatever, uh, source CNN, uh, that you're, uh, person that you're wanting to bring the information to, you know, will respect as a source, whatever it might be. And you compose a fake, um, news page, for example, and that claims to be a CNN page. And you, you make a screenshot of that and you're like, Oh, look, uh, this and that happened and it's on, it's on the news. Okay. Well, that's fraudulent, obviously. Okay. That didn't really happen. Uh, it was never part of that source. So, um, that is obviously not acceptable within the scope of free speech. Okay. So anything you do, uh, try to claim that's knowingly false. Okay. You don't believe it to be true, but you want to pass it on. It's fraudulent. It's lying and it's morally wrong. Um, no matter who does it here. Okay. The uh, next one is incitement to violence. 
okay um you can have your point of view once you cross the line and start to say hey you know i don't know we should gang up and go uh beat these guys up or uh let's let's go grab grab those people and make them disappear or you know let's all get together and de-platform this group because we don't like what they're talking about okay somebody might recognize themselves in that this is incitement to violence you're bullying and whether it's happening online or it's happening in real life doesn't matter the principle remains the same if you're going to live a principled life uh and trust me living a principled life makes things a lot easier i really recommend that you consider identify life principles that you can live with and then you can use those principles and adapt them to specific situations in your life and this is one of them okay so incitement of violence ganging up on people you know and and it's it's really the call of the weak and desperate to to do that um and it, it leads to stuff like online bullying and it's not covered in free speech okay you're you're not allowed to incite to violence um uh, it's the initiation of force so for those of you who have ever listened to any uh talk on uh the libertarian movement uh there's very simple principles to go by and the non-initiation of force towards another you're quite allowed to defend yourself uh but not initiate force and this opens up a small gray spot we have a certain class of people that constantly sees themselves as a victim and one of the reasons people do that is that once you've identified yourself as a perpetual victim then you can justify initiating force towards other okay i'm the victim here so uh let's go uh punch this guy because because we're the victim okay this is wrong <laughs> and it's not awfully productive to uh visualize yourself and conceptualize yourself as a victim through your life so i certainly don't recommend doing that and it certainly does not in fact um justify the initiation of force or an incitement to violence my the third one and the final i found uh once again if you um if you find others that you want to discuss put it in the comments below and i will have this on my youtube as well so if you like this kind of contact uh be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so the third one is defamation okay now you're passing information if you want but your aim isn't to inform people it's not um something that is um how do i say um graceful for lack of another words your aim in defamation is uh, to be punitive towards somebody okay once again this this is the initiation of force towards somebody you want to destroy somebody's reputation attack their reputation okay and that's not okay if if you start to claim that you know so and so is probably a pedophile and he's this and that and he tortures animals or whatever you want to come up with here um and and you have no right to claim that you've got no proof you just hate the person and you want to soil his reputation online then you've extended outside the um limits of free speech so those are really the three main ones now we're going to touch on something really quick here that tends to come up 
and it has to do a little bit with number one here the fraud part so say for example uh, example one okay so somebody does uh, make a, a a false claim puts together this uh, you know false uh, news brief about this event that happened okay now they're willingly fraudulent but it goes out and it circulates and it gets viral and it comes across and you really like oh really i gotta pass this on this is like big news and you pass it on so what's your responsibility there okay and my take on that and once again you can write in the comments and tell me what you think but i think checking sources is mutual responsibility of the person take it you know uh passing on the information and the person receiving it and obviously the person who's passing it on was at one time the person receiving it as well um and you know as people going and doing stuff online uh, we don't always have the time to do you know full check of of you know the news and, and the links and sometimes you know you'll have like a, a news brief of a certain uh, this study came out and revealed that and this okay and you don't always have the time to trace back the white paper and go through the the entire data okay so you make a judgment call sometimes and you look at it you're like okay this makes sense to me in the context of what i already know and i think it's worth worth passing on i think it serves other people it's not malicious to pass it on even though some people might agree uh disagree with it um i mean that's valid and i want to bring the other point here is that uh, a lot of there's a certain hierarchy of responsibility when you do that okay and it has to do with your scope of practice okay so if you're for example presenting yourself online as a medical doctor or a virologist and you want to push a certain narrative whatever it may be whether it's the mainstream narrative or a counter narrative and you present yourself okay i'm so and so and i've got a phd and i'm a virologist and i've i've been working in the field for 30 years yada 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 then you have a very high degree of responsibility to check your sources and to make sure what you're saying is true because you're presenting yourself as as being a a, a total expert and so people will measure that in the consideration of what you're going to say um now if you uh, don't have any credentials and you're like well i think this is you know such and such uh, a study is right well you have a lesser degree of responsibility because uh one i don't think it's um uh realistic to expect uh, a non-credentialed person to make as good an analysis, uh, an analysis of whatever it is he's passing on than somebody who's a professional in that field. And that should be taken into consideration by the person receiving. Who's sending me this? What's their credentials? Um, it doesn't mean that uh, because their credentials are not as high that they're necessarily uh, not presenting the truth, obviously. but. it's more a case of how much responsibility do they have and what uh, the expectation should be okay so i'd like you to consider those uh those things 
hopefully that has been useful to you. If you have any comments, suggestions, whatever, put them in the comment below, in the comments below. And uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope this helps. And honestly, I hope this will bring some kind of unity where people in different groups with different opinions or within the same group with different opinions can actually respect where they're at and understand that it's important that we don't de-platform, that we keep the debate going, okay? And if whatever is being talked about scares you too much, you have an option to not be there. Scroll on, there's a really ingenious little thing here. It's on your mouse, it's a little wheel. If you keep scrolling it, you don't have to see what scares you, okay? So same on the phone, you can keep scrolling, you don't have to intervene if you get in there and you want to present well don't take it the wrong way if people have a different point of view and state their disagreement with what you just said it, you got in the ring okay you can't get in the ring and say well i'm just gonna punch you a little bit but you, you don't have any uh right to to strike back i mean that's that's not how it works in the ring right you want to get into a debate ring well you got to be able to, to 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 receive information and and give it and that's how it is and if you're not willing to do that you're not ready to do that nobody's forcing you in there it's completely voluntary um and it your choice and uh and honest to god i've had a lot of disagreements and i bear absolutely the no uh hard feelings with people who disagree with me okay i cherish people who disagree with me because um it forces me to get more precise and 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 uh, it flexes those debate muscles and it gets me closer to the truth and that's really really important okay and i hope that you value that as well okay uh i don't uh have a whole lot of uh high regard for people who uh, de-platform and try to prevent other people from uh, exercising their free speech rights though and uh, a call out to people who uh, did that uh, we all make mistakes we all get carried away I know in the past I have as well uh, I suggest that you ponder that you retract what you said and you make a formal apology we're a very small community here we're going to run into each other there's no reason to be that aggressive um in in your intervention none whatsoever we're all trying to find our uh, own way to cope with the things that are going on right now and blocking people from speaking first of all it doesn't work uh we already have uh we already when things were happening you know <laughs> this is a funny thing eh? because um it started in the states and they deplatformed donald trump i personally don't have any love for politicians one way or the other but i thought that was kind of especially never seen before you know uh these platform um deplatforming uh a president and uh and, and so a lot of people started getting deplatformed off twitter after that and they obviously had moved to parlor they, they were doing both platforms i was on parlor as well and so for a long time they were saying well you know uh, these are private companies they're allowed to do what they want if you don't like the way they they manage things just start your own or move to another platform well fine that, that's basically what a lot of people did and then that platform got attacked and then you know from people who weren't even on that platform 
well you can't have it both ways you can't tell people you know if you this is private if you don't like it start your own group and then when they do start their own group then you go attack that group okay sooner or later that's gonna blow up in your face and it comes back to what i was saying before you know if you have somebody you know take the example of a small child who's not able to express himself then the reaction is to lash out if you don't want that child to lash out you teach him to express themselves and use their words okay well don't prevent people from using their words that's that's a very positive thing even if you don't like those words okay and it's very sad that this was done by a teacher because when i was a student um, i have a lot of um I can I could probably say a lot of negative things from my uh, experience as a student, but one of the things I do remember is that they claim, you know, that they may not the idea of free speech where, uh, and I don't know where the quotes from. Uh, if you know, just put it down in the comments there. You can help me out here. I don't have time to look it up on the spot, but uh, the idea that I may not like what you say, but I'll fight to the tooth and nail for you to be able to say it. And that was the going, and that was the the liberal way of dealing, and, and the liberal view of free speech, that it was super important for everybody to have it. And nowadays, it's like if I don't like what you say, I'm gonna deplatform you, I'm gonna shut you up, and I'll make you disappear. Um, yeah, that's that's a pretty big fall from grace there. So I hope that we can bounce off that, and I hope it's been useful and. We've got a light at the end of the tunnel where people are going to consider that and improve our debates online and allow each person their platform to speak. All right. Thanks a lot. And I'll see you next time.